I loved some of your gear reviews because I'm a gear nut. So tell me, what is a absolute favorite or like go-to piece of hiking gear that you have to have on every hike? Ooh, that's a great question. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jeremy. And we are the authors of Where Should We Camp Next? And Where Should We Camp Next? National Parks. This season, we are back with a brand new RV and brand new adventures. Join us now as we cover the best campgrounds, the best rigs, the best food, and the best gear to bring with you when you go. So pull up a chair and join us around the digital campfire. This is the RV Atlas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the RV Atlas. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about eight easy and amazing national park hikes that would be really good for small kids or novice hikers. I love this topic uh, because I think that national park hiking is for everybody. And I know that some people might get a little intimidated who are not hikers on getting out there and strapping on the hiking boots and doing those first few national park hikes. But this podcast is for you. We want to get all of you out on the trail this summer and have all of you start planning some great national park trips that include hikes, even if you're not a hiking family. Now, I'm really in the mood to talk about hiking today because I just got back from the Catskills, did some amazing hiking at North South Lake, uh, did a wonderful, relatively easy hike to Catterskill Falls, it was great to get the hiking boots back on. Um, I, I wished that I was the type of person that hiked all winter, but typically hiking is a spring, summer, and fall thing for me. Uh, so I had an awesome hike, and I'm thrilled to have Aaron Gifford back on the podcast today. Aaron is an absolute hiking expert. Aaron is the author of three Valken guides on hiking, and each one of them is excellent. So she's the author of Virginia Summits, 40 Best Mountain Hikes from the Shenandoah Valley to Southwest Virginia, and that's her latest book. But she's also the author of Hiking Coastal Trails of Delaware, Maryland, and Virginia, Waterfront Hikes from the Delmarva Peninsula to the Virginia Tidewater Region, and then her first book, which we had her on the podcast about last summer to some degree, was Hiking with Kids Virginia, 52 Great Hikes for Families. And she came on last summer and actually gave us tips for you know making hiking with kids fun and not miserable, as she said. So I'll link to that episode in the show notes. And I'm thrilled to have Erin back on today to give us these eight easy and amazing national park hikes. Now, she's also the creator of an awesome blog called GoHikeVirginia.com. And honestly, she has an absolutely beautiful blog. And even if you're not from Virginia or you're not you know, anywhere near Virginia, check out her blog if you love to hike, even if it's just to check out her gear reviews. I was just going through some of her gear reviews this morning, and they are fantastic. There's gear reviews for every type of hiker. But she also really um, does some awesome reviews on hiking gear for women. So if you're a female hiker and you're interested in like what's out there right now, what the latest and greatest gear is, uh, she's an expert there too on hiking gear. So check out GoHikeVirginia.com. Uh, thrilled to have Aaron back on the show. We're going to talk about eight great uh, amazing and easy hikes for both kids and novice hikers. Um, but before we do that, we have sponsored messages from our friends at Blackstone and from our friends at RV Snappad. And welcome back to the RV Atlas to both of those sponsors. We are thrilled to have you here. 
The sound of bacon or burgers and steaks sizzling is the sound that you crave this summer. Blackstone is the original flat-top griddle with more than 9 million griddles sold. Blackstone is the way that America cooks in the great outdoors. You can cook everything you can on a traditional grill and a thousand things you can't. Want an incredible breakfast? How about lunch or dinner? The solid steel flat top infuses the flavors. Pick the size and style that's right for your next camping trip. The 17-inch and 22-inch griddles are easy to store in your RV and still have the space to feed the hungriest army. There's even a portable Blackstone with an air fryer built in. Talk about variety. With Blackstone, you can cook anything, anytime, anywhere. They even make a portable pizza oven that you can bring camping. For outdoor cooking fun and flavor that you can't find anywhere else, go wherever griddles are sold or head on over to blackstoneproducts.com. And remember, if it's not a Blackstone, it's not a griddle. Meet the world's only permanent jack pad. RV snap pads attach permanently to your RV leveling jack so you don't have to carry around blocks of wood or plastic blocks to level your towable or motorized RV. Simply snap them on one at a time and you're all set. RV snap pads go on in seconds and provide a lifetime of stability on the road. They are built for wanderers, adventurers, and vacationers just like you. SnapPad also now makes non-permanent leveling accessories for plastic levelers and buckets. They make everything you need to have the best leveling experience possible in your RV. We added RV snap pads to our travel trailer two years ago and love their durability, design, and functionality. They also make setting up and breaking down camp faster and easier. Finally, SnapPad recently collaborated with Camco Manufacturing to release the most durable, rugged, and stable scissor jack stabilizer available today. Head over to rvsnappad.com and use their Submit Your Rig tool to answer a few quick questions, and they will find you the perfect set of snap pads for your towable or motorized RV. Join the RV SnapPad revolution today. To find out more, visit rvsnappad.com. Hello, Aaron Gifford, and welcome back to the RV Atlas. How are you? Good. How are you? Thanks so much for having me back. I love the show. Oh, you are now our resident hiking expert, so you better get used to coming on. <laughs> no, it's great. Oh. I mean, now that, now that we're into summer, it's great to get out hiking. So, you know, I love getting back now that it's greened up and you can go to swimming holes and waterfalls. It's so fun. Now, have you have you been on some hiking this spring so far? Yeah, I, I actually just a few weeks ago, I went and I did this hike that I tried to do a couple of years ago, and it was kind of a fail for a variety of reasons, but it was called St. Mary's Falls. It's in Virginia, and it's just a gorgeous waterfall hike with some really cool water crossings, and, and the water crossings was, was kind of what led to my downfall last time. They were a little deeper than I had expected, but this time they were good, and it was totally worth it to go back and do it again. It was amazing. Now, you, you are legitimately a Virginia hiking expert. So tell us what your your latest book is, and then tell us about the first two books as well. But let's start. You have a brand new book out. Tell us what it is. Sure. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I started this journey in kind of, um, you know, when the pandemic started in 2020, and now this is my third book that just came out from Summit. Sorry, it's called Virginia Summits. It came out from Falcon Guides, and this is 40 Summit hikes in Virginia, and you know, some are challenging, some are easy, but all of them offer really great views. And it's just great to have them kind of all in one place because there's definitely a lot of people out there who are kind of 
you know, summit seekers, they want to do these hikes to high points so they can get great views and sunrises and sunsets. So that was a lot of fun to write. Um, you know, all the hikes from, you know, the Shenandoah Valley all the way down to Southwest Virginia, just different parts of the state with great views. So it's been really good. It was fun. Some of it was challenging, yeah. of course. <laughs> If you're new to hiking, uh, Valken Guides are elite. I mean, these are among the best hiking books, the best hiking book series in the country. So these are beautiful books, really, really wonderful books. They are really nice. They have just amazing photos. Um, you know, I took all the photos in the books. Um, so yeah, as you as you mentioned, Virginia Summits is my third book. My second book came out last summer, and that was called Hiking Coastal Trails of Delaware, Maryland, and Virginia. So those, of course, were you know easy hikes, kind of sandy areas along lakes, along rivers, along um, oceans. That was a lot of fun. And then my first book came out just over a year ago, and that was called Hiking with Kids Virginia. And even though it says you know hiking with kids, it's definitely a book where kind of anybody can pick it up and enjoy it because it's got a lot of hikes that are kind of good for novice hikers and but they've got a lot of kind of engaging features like waterfalls and easy rock scrambles and just things that anyone would find fun on a hike. Now you also have a gorgeous website and before I got on to interview you this morning I was just spending some time on your website too which is, you know, a lot of Virginia hiking, but also a lot of good general interest hiking stuff, no matter no matter where you live. So just tell us, a little, before we get into our topic, these easy and amazing national park hikes, just tell us a little bit about your website, too. Yeah, thank you. This was definitely a labor of love and also something I started right at the start of the pandemic. It's called GoHikeVirginia.com. And um, I started it probably April 2020. And it's got about, I'd say at least 300 hikes from all across the state. I've got a great map on there where you can find hikes, not just by city, kind of where you're located, but also I've divided them up into kind of easy, moderate, strenuous hikes, depending on what you're looking for. Um, yeah, it's just, I just find it a, a, a great resource. I have a lot of people write to me saying, you know, they're looking for, you know, they're going to this part of Virginia. They've looked at the map, but are there any others that they can suggest that I can suggest that are, you know, they can kind of group together and make it a weekend. And, and you're right. I also provide, you know, different tips for beginning hikers, you know, maybe what you should know before you go out on that first hike, what you should put in your day pack, you know, also provide maybe some tips on, you know, what to wear, what to eat. So it's been a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah, that's a great resource. So let's let's dive into our list of easy and amazing national park hikes across the country. And I think that, you know, the point of this topic is to inspire people to get out there and do a great national park hike that maybe are, are not real hikers or haven't done a lot of hiking and maybe are sort of almost intimidated by the idea of national park hiking. And I, I love this list you've put together. Because I think what it communicates is like just about anybody can out there get out there and do a, a beautiful national park hike, right? Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, pretty much, I guess every single national park has hikes for all levels, and I would say every park has hikes for kind of new and novice and beginner and kid, you know, kid friendly um, hiking trails out there. And kind of one of my favorites is actually one of the first national parks we visited and it's just the rim trail at the grand canyon it's really just a 13 mile mostly paved trail and pretty much if you take the shuttle into grand canyon national park you're really within steps of this trail and literally i don't know if you've done this one but it's like right on the grand canyon like you can't get any closer to peering out into the grand canyon and given it's so long too 
of course, there might be a lot of people in Grand Canyon Village where they get dropped off. They just want to, you know, walk out to the canyon, but you can walk, you know, a few miles in either direction, get away from the crowds and really have the Grand Canyon to yourself. And another great thing about it that my kids loved, of course, is that it's right next to kind of an in-season ice cream shop. So you can get ice cream and then sit on the edge of the Grand Canyon and just enjoy the views. So so it's, it's definitely a great one I would highly recommend. And and it's sort of like you can go as far as you want and just turn around when you start to feel a little bit tired. Yeah, exactly. exactly. My tip is always kind of turn around before you start to get tired, because if you go a little bit too far and you've got to walk back, especially if you've got kids in tow, you know, it doesn't always work out. But yeah, it is. That is something I like about it is that you can kind of walk far enough away from the crowds to feel like you have the Grand Canyon to yourself for a few moments. You know, you don't need to stay right at the rim right next to, you know, the Hopi house where the ice cream is. You can walk down a little further. And of course, if you want to do some more serious, aggressive hiking, it's all there too, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, literally even, and I might get the name of the trail wrong, I think it's the Bright Angel Trail that is also right there in front of the Hopi House as well. And that's the one that goes down into the Grand Canyon. So you can either do the really easy rim trail or you can descend on this um, more challenging trail. My husband, actually, when we were there last time, he started descending that and then realized he had to climb back up it. So fortunately, he decided before too long that he needed to get back up before it was too late. So. All right. What is our next easy and amazing national park hike? Yeah. So one um, that I actually just did not too long ago, I was out in the Tucson area is at Saguaro National Park. It's kind of a less visited national park and they have two units, the West and the East. And I highly recommend the West side because it actually has, uh, you know, higher density of saguaro cactus out there. Really beautiful. There are several easy hikes out there, but one that I really liked was on the Valley View Overlook Trail. And I think it's less than one or two miles. And the elevation is really minimal. And you go up to this viewpoint and you get there and you just are looking out at this massive valley of just thousands and thousands of cacti out there. And it's just completely gorgeous. And a lot of people go there too, because this particular viewpoint is west facing. So of course you get an amazing sunset. And there's actually two viewpoints out there. One is west facing and one is south facing. So, you know, definitely go up there and check out both views, but there's a bench up there too. So if you happen to get out there and you have it to yourself, it's a really nice spot to just kind of sit and reflect on the natural beauty of, of the desert area. It's gorgeous. It seems like a lot of national park hiking trails are are designed so that people with limited mobility, people that want an easy hike, have that option. I mean, it seems like most national parks have some of these easy hikes that get you to a spectacular view. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I do love that you're exactly right, that they make it accessible for, you know, everyone, you know, everyone of every ability. I mean, like I said, the rim trail is paved. So anyone, you know, with a wheelchair or a stroller or limited mobility can just get out there and enjoy the trail. And even though the Valley View Overlook Trail at Saguaro is not paved, it's not completely accessible. It is a short trail and it's very easy. So definitely the vast majority of park goers can enjoy that trail. And it's definitely a popular one at the park. All right, Aaron, take us to Joshua Tree National Park, which has been discussed on the podcast quite a lot lately. Um, so what's the hike there that is pretty easy and very amazing? So 
So um, my kids and I were there over spring break. So just a few months ago, back in April. And, you know, this is another park. It's got quite a few hiking trails there, but one that is really easy to enjoy is called the Arch Rock Trail. And it's short. And you, you kind of, you start this hike and you first get to this fun rock scramble that kids love. So you kind of climb around these small and medium sized boulders. And then if you continue on, there's a really cool arch and it can be hard to get there and have a picture to yourself. But fortunately we were there and, you know, had, you know, one or two minutes where just my kids could pose, could pose um, under the arch. So that's really fun. People like to see that. Arches is so popular, you know, the other national parks. So it's nice to kind of, you know, see this particular arch at Joshua Tree. And then if you continue on just a little bit further, there's another, um, just called Heart Rock, and that's exactly what it looks like. So <laughs> it's a really cool heart-shaped boulder that right as you're walking up to it, you know that's exactly the boulder. So I will tell you, when we were there, it was during spring break, so it was a little busier. And of course, you know, there were already kind of one or two families looking to pose. So that was also another tip-off that that was the Heart Rock that we were looking for. But it was just, you know, an easy hike, lots of Joshua trees there, lots of cool boulders. It's just a really beautiful park really enjoyed it. That had been on my on my bucket list to visit for a while, and it was nice to finally make it out there. Now, we've talked before about hiking with kids, and you've given us great tips for hiking with kids. I'll, I'll link to that in the show notes. This sounds particularly like a good hike for kids because it has that scrambling feature, and I can't emphasize enough that if you're hiking with kids, there needs to be some fun element to it, whether it's water or rock scrambles or something like that, and not just a walk in the woods, as it were. So would you say this is one of the better kid-friendly hikes here? Definitely. I mean, when we were out there, we saw kids, you know, of all ages, small, small kids, teenagers, everybody loves a rock scramble, you know, even adults, it's just sort of fun to scramble around and explore and maybe get a little bit higher to a better vantage point. It's just, you can't, especially to your point, when you're with kids, you can't just just go on a trail with nothing that engages them. When kids see a rock scramble, it's like a magnet. You know, they have to go check it out and they love it. Some of the hikes that we've done in, in New England or New York State in the, here in the East, you know, they're, they're woodsy hikes and you hike for two miles and then you get a view and then you turn around and you go back. And, you know, my kids are not thrilled, you know, they do. They want a waterfall or a stream or something like that. So so take us to your home turf, um, to Shenandoah National Park. What hike would you recommend there in terms of easy and amazing? So the hike I recommend there is also a rock scramble, but it's very fun, too. It's, it's one of my favorite easy hikes in the park. It's just called Black Rock Summit. It's a loop hike, which is good, too. So it's not kind of going out and then having to walk back on the exact same path. But literally within maybe half a mile, you get to this rock scramble. And the rock scramble is kind of optional. You don't need to do it because the path does cut right through the rock scramble. But you get there and it just opens up to this magnificent valley view. And no matter how old or young you are, you're going to be just completely awed by, um, by this particular view. And, and it's also on the Appalachian Trail. So, you're, you know, that's cool in and of itself to be on this iconic trail. And, you know, you're walking past um, the rock scramble and you can scramble up on the rocks. And then, like I said, it loops around. But, you know, Shenandoah also has, they've got more than a dozen waterfalls 
in the park. And, you know, other ones that are good for kids are, you know, Rose River Falls is kind of in the middle of the park. That's less than four miles. And that's got a really cool watering hole. And that's also fun and easy for kids too. one that I would recommend, especially in summer months. It's great to be able to, you know, do a hike that includes getting wet. I think Shenandoah, I think I always think of Shenandoah as being underrated. And I think part of the reason why is that a lot of its beauty is only accessible by trail. And I think those waterfalls, that's that's part of it. That if you're just doing Skyline Drive, you don't really see the the inner beauty of, of the park. Um, would, you, would you kind of agree with that? Like Shenandoah as an underrated park that maybe is most enjoyed by those that hike? Yeah, that's true. Definitely. I mean, Skyline Drive is 105 miles and there's more than 70 overlooks. So a lot of people might just do Skyline Drive and just see the viewpoints from the drive, which are nice as well. But I think that, um, you know, Shenandoah can be considered underrated because it can be kind of a hard park to explore because there's so many hiking trails and there's hiking trails for all levels. But I think some people go in and they're not they're not totally sure which ones to do, which is something I try and break out on my website as well. I actually have a post where I've got, I think, over 30 Skyline Drive hikes. So that if you are just going down Skyline Drive, I list them out by mile post so that people can find cool those cool waterfall hikes and those cool, you know, easy summit hikes and cool hikes to, um, you know, historic houses or remains of farms to kind of help them break it down and realize it's not an underrated park. It does have so much to offer. I've always recommended Stony Man and it's been a few years, but that the Stony Man hike, I, I, from my memory was was pretty darn easy. Would you agree? Yeah, that's a great hike. I, I did that one with my kids. It's funny you mentioned that because, um, the picture on my first book, Hiking with Kids Virginia is actually two of my kids on our way to Stony Man by way of Little Stony Man Cliffs, which is if you do Stony Man, you can either go right there as an out and back, or you can tack on little Stony Man cliffs, which I always recommend because it's less than maybe a quarter mile to an amazing viewpoint. And you get there and it's this rocky overlook, but then it also has these um, rain-filled little puddles that you can kind of splash in and naturally kids love that. So that's great. So yeah, between little Stony Man cliffs and then Stony Man Summit, really amazing views. All right, everyone, we're going to come back in a second with four more easy and amazing national park hikes with our hiking expert, Aaron Gifford. But before we do so, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Camco. Camco is one of our favorite companies in the outdoor recreation industry. For more than 50 years, they have remained a trusted North Carolina-based manufacturer specializing in innovative products for the RV, marine, outdoor living, and outdoor recreation markets. You may know them best by their American-made Rhino sewer hoses, Taste Pure water filters, EvoFlex drinking water hoses, and TST toilet chemicals, but their lineup of products doesn't end there. Camco continues to deliver products that bridge the gap between you and your next adventure. From portable grills and campfires to ease-lift hitches and power grip electrical adapters, they seem to be doing it all. There's a saying that if you own an RV, you are sure to own a Camco product or two, and it's true. This spring, we are stocking up our brand new RV with go-to Camco products like their collapsible laundry basket and their life is better at the campsite dishes and mugs. Head on over to CampcoOutdoors.com to check out 
all of the cool stuff that Camco makes and get 10% off your entire order with our discount code RVAtlas10. That's CampcoOutdoors.com and use discount code RVAtlas10 for 10% off your entire order today. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are here with Aaron Gifford, the author of three excellent hiking books by Valken Guides. And Aaron's got four more easy and amazing national park hikes. And the idea here is that these are good for, you know, kids, families, novice hikers. And I really appreciate that this type of episode will maybe inspire some people to get out on the trail that have not been out on the trail in the national park before. So, Aaron, what is our next easy and amazing national park hike? So the next hike I want to talk about is at Rocky Mountain National Park. I was visiting there in September, and I didn't plan this hike before I went out there. I kind of, you know, discovered it once I got there. But it's this amazing hike to Five Lakes. And one of the reasons I think it's amazing is because you think of Rocky Mountain and you think of mountains. You don't really think of Alpine Lakes. But there are just a ton of Alpine Lakes at Rocky Mountain National Park, and they are amazing. So there's this hike. It starts at the end of the Bear Lake Road corridor. You get to the very end, and the trail is right there. And you can see um, Bear Lake is really just steps from, from the trailhead. So right away, even if you're not a hiker, you can stop at Bear Lake, which is an amazing lake in and of itself. And then you might walk a little further, and you're going to get to Nymph Lake. And even if you just did just those two, those are amazing. Because this overall hike is about five miles, so it's a little longer than maybe some people want to do. But, um, you know, if you're able to to make it out to these other three lakes, it's, I would say, an easy to moderate hike. I really, um, I, you know, really enjoyed it. But one tip I would give you, though, is that, um, you know, Rocky Mountain, of course, is one of those parks where you need a reservation during a certain time of year. I think it's kind of, you know, spring through fall, you need to have a reservation and you need a specific reservation for Bear Lake Road. You can get a general reservation that does not allow it, but you need the Bear Lake Road corridor reservation. It's only $2. You get it on recreation.gov, but, you know, I would hate for anyone to kind of miss out on this hike because they don't have a reservation. Yeah, and I think that just the current information is always going to be on that National Park website for you to check out. What would you say to somebody that's nervous to hike around a lake called Bear Lake? Oh. <laughs> well, I can tell you I did not see any bear when I was out there, but I did see um, several elk when I was out there, and that's actually really cool. I was there in September, and that's kind of elk bugling season. So if you go out to Estes Park in kind of August, September, maybe October, You'll see them in town, which, to be honest, is pretty amazing. And then you'll also see the elk just kind of, you know, lingering around the park. So it's it's a really cool experience, just that. Okay, take us to America's newest national park, to New River Gorge, and tell us about a really awesome, easy, and amazing hike at New River Gorge. I'm so glad they're on the list. Yeah, New River Gorge National Park in West Virginia is probably best known for whitewater rafting in kind of the spring and summer season. We actually did that last 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 July, and it's pretty amazing on the New River there. But they also have quite a few really cool hikes, and one that I really enjoy that's really easy is called the Long Point Trail. And it's an out-and-back hike. It's about three miles very easy hike and you get out to the end of it and you just have this amazing view of the new river bridge. It's just like, whoa, 
it's right there. And, um, you know, of course, you can see the New River Bridge from the visitor center there. But just to be able to take this hike out to this rocky overlook to have this different viewpoint and just to kind of, you know, sit there, take a water break, get a snack and just kind of ponder and look out at the bridge is pretty amazing experience. So, Aaron, what did you guys think of New River Gorge in general? Did you did you guys enjoy it as a national park? Yeah, so this was my second visit out there. I actually went out for the first time in March 2021 and was able to explore the park. There's some cool trails, not just the Long Point Trail, but there's another, um, there's some cool trails that take you down to old remains of mining operations, which is really interesting, just the history of all that. And you can um, you can do zip lines, you can do rope course of wire out there. And, and like I said, we did the whitewater rafting when we were there, which was fun. But I will tell you that um, we had a boat, there were six of us plus a guide, and we hit a rapid and four members of my family flew out. So it was kind of crazy, but it was fun at the same time. For a second, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> they're all in the water. But, you know, fortunately, you know, the guides are so well-trained and we were around these other boats. So kind of the other boats in our area scooped them all up. And, you know, within a few minutes, everybody was back in, in the boat. But, you know, there was kind of like a heart-pounding moment to see half your, you know, more than half your family <laughs> gone in the water. But those become the great stories for, for later, right? I mean, that's probably like the most memorable part of the trip. Absolutely. It was. (laughs) All right. Take us out to Utah for our last two easy and amazing national park hikes. And I feel like Utah is probably a great state for this type of uh, hike for beginners because it's it's just beautiful the second you step into these parks. So what's uh, what's number uh, seven on your list? Definitely. Yeah. Arches National Park, again, is a, is a, um, it's a national park that requires reservations during high season. So I recommend going to the website before you plan a visit to make sure um, you know whether you need a reservation or not. But there's a lot of, a lot of great overlooks and a lot of great really short hikes that might be less than one mile, less than two miles. And a couple that we like are, you know, one is Landscape Arch, and that's less than two miles. And that kind of leads you out to this huge, huge arch. That it's just really amazing. You can, it's hard to even get in your um, in your camera when you're taking a photo because it's so wide. But you just look at it and you're just kind of awed that this arch is out here. And the other really cool one is called um, it might not have a trail name, but it's just Double Arch, and it's it's half mile out and back, so it's very close, and you can see it right from the parking lot. But it's just really kind of a fun arch to check out. It might. It might be um, maybe the second most popular arch in the park. Of course, Delicate Arch, which is the one that's on the, the license plates in Utah, that's probably the most popular arch. And, um, you know, that's a that's a few-mile hike, and a lot of people like to do that as a sunset hike. But um, Double Arch is just an incredible hike. There's, there's so much beauty at that park. I mean, I think we probably we would drive a little ways and then get out of the car and, you know, check things out, get back in the car again for a few minutes and, check more out. I highly recommend that park. Obviously, hiking is one of your your favorite hobbies here. Are you often combining it with some serious photography or was that more something that you were doing for your book, for your Virginia books and your, your Falcon guides? Like when you're out in Utah on a hike like this, are you also taking a lot of pictures as you go? Well, you know, of course I take a lot of photos because I need to show people I was there. So, <laughs> But um, I wouldn't say, you know, serious photography, but it is, you know, of course I take lots of photos. I like to just kind of remember that I was there. My husband and I, we went out to Utah. Um, we went to three, three national parks and two state parks as an anniversary trip um, two years ago. So 
just all of that landscape is so beautiful. And, and something else I love about it is just living in Virginia. It's just so completely different than what I have here. And while, you know, I love the mountains and the trees and, you know, the waterfalls that we have here, it's just very exciting to just immerse yourself in like a completely different landscape. And, and you, you get that in Utah. Oh, it feels like another planet. Yeah. So, so take us to Canyonlands for the last easy and amazing hike you have on your list. Yeah, you talked earlier about Shenandoah being underrated. I feel like Canyonlands is one of those that is underrated. I feel like everybody goes to the Grand Canyon for canyon views, but I mean, Canyonlands, it will blow you away. I mean, even just you walk across the street from the visitor center and it's just the most amazing view you've ever seen. So it's gorgeous. So one of the hikes that we did while we were there is the White Rim Overlook Trail. And and not only is that beautiful, because of course you're walking along the rim and staring out into the canyon, but down below you can see the White Rim Trail, which is a really popular and pretty challenging trail that I've heard with mountain bikers. It's about 100 miles and you can you can um, sign yourself up for like a guided tour where you can go out with a guide and and do that trail over, you know, three or four days. But, you know, if you peer down into the canyon, you can see it looks, you know, just like a white trail at the bottom of the canyon. And if you're lucky, you'll see mountain bikers down there. And that was just, you know, kind of fun to be able to peer down and watch them and see what they were doing and still being able to look, you know, far out and kind of enjoy the beauty. And then, you know, in addition to um, uh, Canyonlands, Less than five, 10 minutes away is um, Dead Horse Point State Park. I don't know if you've been to that one, but that is also amazing. They have a really great, I think it's about six miles. It's a six mile, you can make it shorter too. There's a six mile kind of loop hike that will take you all around the park and really just take in the views. And it's really beautiful, really beautiful. Now, Utah seems like an amazing place for, for the novice hiker, right? It's like a glacier or Yellowstone. Sometimes, you know, you're, you're walking for several miles to get to some amazing view or payoff. It seems like in Utah, it's like the second you step on the trail, it's beautiful. So Utah seems particularly well suited to me for the novice hiker. But then also you could go crazy and be, be doing Angel's Landing in Zion, right? I mean, there, it, there's something for everyone in Utah, don't you think? Yeah, exactly. That's a great point. My my in-laws, they actually were just out at the Utah parks um, a couple of weeks ago. And, and that's exactly a great point because, you know, they're older, they're in their 70s. They're not up for Angel's Landing, of course, but there are a lot of kind of short, easy hikes that will enable them to kind of experience the full beauty of the parks in Utah without having to do these crazy hikes that require you to, you know, hold on to chains and, you know, uh, you know, be extra careful that you don't, you know, slide down <laughs> or have anything bad happen. I like to keep things real with my audience. And Aaron, I will tell you right now, Angel's Landing is not on my bucket list. I, I'm okay with, with skipping <laughs> Angel's Landing. I have a mild fear of heights that I think would turn into an absolute like panic fest. Uh, so it's like, it's important to know yourself for all of these hikes. Yeah. Exactly. You know, thankfully at Zion, um, there's a hikes, of course, for all levels, but they do have this one trail. Literally, um, if you go in the Springdale entrance, there's kind of two different sections of Zion. If you go in the Springdale entrance, literally within a few feet of entering the park, it's called the Paris Trail. I might not be pronouncing it right. It's like P-A-R-U-S. It's a paved trail, so you can ride it on your bike. It's maybe three or five miles. 
But even just from that paved trail, which is adjacent to the campground, um, wow, the view is incredible. So you don't need to do anything challenging. And again, it's super accessible, this trail. I think some of my best photos from going to Zion are from this easy paved trail. I feel like most people that go to national parks are, are doing these types of, of hikes. And it's very few people that are doing something like Angel's Landing, though. I mean, the reputation is, oh, Angel's Landing so crowded. Well, that's just because it doesn't really, it's not, it, it's not friendly for a lot of people to be on it at one time. Uh, but this is how most people visit our parks. You know, they, they drive in, find a, a couple easy hikes. And for anyone out there that's intimidated by getting out on the trail, these are some really awesome, easy options. So Aaron, thank you so much for giving us this great list. Oh, thank you so much. It was kind of fun to revisit my photos and some of the hikes that I had done in the past to see some of these, you know, easy trails and just to kind of, you know, re-reflect on the beauty of these places. All right, we're going to come back in a second. I got a couple more questions for Aaron and we're going to sign off. But before we do so, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Yogi Bears, Jellystone Park, Camp Resorts. And by the way, they have a new one opening up in Zion this July. Our family has been staying at Jellystone Park locations for 12 years. There are more than 75 Jellystone Park locations across the United States and Canada, and each one is unique, but our kids love them all because each Jellystone Park location has fun attractions like pools, water slides, splash grounds, mini golf, laser tag, and jumping pillows. Plus, there are tons of activities all day and all night long, such as foam parties, dance parties, wagon rides, tie-dye, and movie nights. They even have themed weekends like Chocolate Lovers Weekend, Christmas in July, and Halloween weekends in the fall. Of course, we can't forget the fun of hanging out with Yogi Bear, Boo Boo, and Cindy Bear. And at Jellystone Park, you can stay in your RV or enjoy one of their awesome glamping accommodations as many of their locations offer luxury cabins, yurts, covered wagons, and more. Make Jellystone Park a part of your family's vacation in 2023 because it's not just a campground. It's a Jellystone Park. To learn more and to book your vacation today, visit JellystonePark.com. That's JellystonePark.com. And please, don't forget to tell Yogi Bear that Jeremy and Stephanie said hello. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are here again with Aaron Gifford, the author of the Aaron Gifford trilogy of hiking books. <laughs> which she wrote in, I think, two years, which is amazing. Um, just a couple more questions to, to wrap up the show, Aaron. Out of the eight easy and amazing national park hikes that you just recommended, do you have a personal favorite? Ooh, a personal favorite. I mean, I think it would probably be the last one I talked about, which was at Canyonlands, um, the White Rim Overlook Trail, just because, you know, it's easy and just the views will just blow your mind. And it's, you know, a mostly accessible trail. Um, anyone can do it. And just being able to see these mountain bikers down below on um, on the White Rim Trail, it was just really, really cool. It was really fun. And just really anything in Utah. So no matter what, I was going to, you know, choose Utah, primarily because it's just such a different landscape than, you know, I have here at home in Virginia. So it's always amazing to see those types of things. Aaron, tell us the name of your website again. So my website is www.gohikevirginia.com. And I've got loads of hikes all across Virginia and a trail map and everything you need. I loved some of your gear reviews because I'm a gear nut. So tell me, what is a absolute favorite or like go-to piece of hiking gear that you have to have on every hike? Ooh, that's a great question. 
uh, piece of hiking gear. You know, I, I wouldn't say it's a piece of hiking gear. It's more just an app. I'm a big all trails fan. I, you know, upgraded to all trails pro, which I think might be like 20 or so dollars a year. And I love it just because it's got, you know, GPS maps and keeps me on the trail. I think a lot of people kind of one of their concerns or fears about hiking or maybe hiking alone is they're afraid they're going to get lost. And for sure, there's definitely some trails where the markings are not great. You know, you might come to a fork and you're not sure which way to go. So I really rely on all trails just to you know, make sure I'm, I'm sticking on the right path. And, and it's also great because, um, if I take photos, you know, of course your photos are geotagged so I can, you know, upload my photos to the GPS trails that I make on that personal trail. And, um, you know, then I can kind of remember where the waterfall was or where this particular view was. And I'll tell you, that was super helpful when I was writing my books, because I didn't have to take as many voice notes because I was able to, you know, tag the photos to certain parts of the trail. So I would say that definitely, I always download the hikes. Um, I think you need the pro to be able to download them to your, to your phone. And I think that's really critical because a lot of times you get to these hiking trailheads and you might have no cell service. And if you have no cell service, then you cannot access the trail map unless you've already downloaded it to your phone so that's my go-to stephanie does that on every single hike we go on she has the pro she downloads it for that very reason because you might have reception at the trailhead and then you get a mile or two in and you you lose reception so having it downloaded is super clutch so aaron my last question um for you i have two, two more quick questions where are you hiking next what's on the menu for this summer for you Oh, that's a great question. There's definitely some trails that um, I think in Shenandoah, some longer trails, one is called Mount Marshall. Another one is called Jeremy's Run. Just hikes I have not, you know, yet gotten around to. I feel like I've hiked everything in Shenandoah. But um, I think that's a great question, though, too, because I think I've probably hiked at least 95% of the hikes in Virginia that, you know, most people ask about, most people are interested in doing. So it's, it's becoming kind of harder and harder to find hikes. But I would say probably the longer, um, sh a couple of longer Shenandoah trails are on my list for the summer. Maybe some backpacking in the in the, the park as well. Aaron, tell us the name of your three books again, and tell us where we can buy them. Great. So my my most recent book is called Virginia Summits, and it's got forty summit hikes all across Virginia and the Shenandoah Valley and Southwest Virginia and the Virginia Mountains region. Region. So that came out in May 2023. And then that was my third book. My second book was called Hiking Coastal Trails of Delaware, Maryland, and Virginia. And that's got 50 hikes across those three states. Really easy, really beautiful, um, just easygoing hikes. And then my first book that came out last year um, was called Hiking with Kids Virginia. And that's got 52 hikes all across the state. So no matter where you live in Virginia, there's probably a hike that's relatively close by that can be enjoyed by every member of the family. Aaron Gifford, thank you so much for coming back on the RV Atlas. I really appreciate your time today. Oh, thank you so much. It's, it's my favorite show. I would come back anytime. Awesome. Thank you, Aaron. Take care. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the RV Atlas. To find out more about the topics discussed on this show, head on over to thervatlas.com. And to join the friendliest group of RVers, head on over to the RV Atlas group on Facebook and make sure to join us on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram at the RV Atlas. If you enjoy our show, please consider leaving us a review over on Apple Podcasts 
or wherever you listen. And we will see you at the campground. See you at the campground. <laughs>